Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Welcome to The Green Room with Neil Griffiths on the Handshake Media Network. This week's episode is a goodie because I am joined by a man called Taylor Hawkins. You may know him from a small emerging band called The Foo Fighters. You may have heard their music once or twice in the last 20 or so years. He is here to promote his side project, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. Their third album, Get The Money, is out right now. Uh, Taylor joined me down the line from LA. I think I interrupted a very romantic date with his wife. Uh, and he's also very sick, so you may hear him blowing his nose. We call it podcast not gold. Taylor's words, not mine. Uh, on this episode, we talk about the album, of course, where he worked with people like Queen drummer Roger Taylor, Duff McKagan, some random guy called Dave Grohl. Uh, and we also talk about the future of Foo Fighters. An album is on the way. The guys are very hard at work. So yeah, this is my chat with Taylor. Check it out. Taylor, you're on the beach right now. How are you feeling, my friend? Well, I feel okay. I actually have a cold, unfortunately. I'm not really on the beach, per se. I'm at a little restaurant with my wife, and um, I'm just looking out at the waves. I went outside, so I don't bug people while I, you know, talk on the phone. I have a, I have a, I have a cold slash sinus infection. might be able to hear it. <laughs> I can hear a little bit, but I feel like I'm interrupting a very romantic date with your wife on a beach, so I apologize. No, 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 no. <laughs> no we're, we're married with three children. <laughs> we're fine. We're just going over details of life, you know? Oh, good. We did ask him, we got air, what time you want to do that, blah, 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 you know? I guess we'll take this as a Monday, nice break. The <laughs> Thank you yeah, so much. For, exactly. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time. The album, of course, uh, Get the Money is out right now. It's got a lot of very big names on this. People like Roger Taylor, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, uh, some random guy called Dave Grohl. Uh, I heard that you were desperate to get Olivia Newton-John on this album. Is that true? I was. How, I was indeed. How was and indeed. why? Are you, are you a big Grease fan, a Xanadu? No, I'm a huge fan of her voice. She's like one of my favorite voices of all time. I mm. love her voice. I was in love with her when I was a kid. Absolutely. Absolutely in love with her when I was a kid. Watching Grease and watching Xanadu and, you know, the videos for A Little More Love and all that. I love her voice. I love those records. I love... I even loved her country stuff when she was, when I was really young. So, yeah, I was dying to get on the record, but I don't know, it just didn't work out. But, you know, can't have it all. Can you? Whenever I ask someone like that, I kind of generally figure they're going to say no, because who am I? I mean, I'm the drummer of the Foo Fighters, <laughs> not Dave. You know, I'm not like, you know, the drummer in the Foo Fighters making a, a, a side project record, you know. Olivia Dude, John, you want to be honest? I was like, no, thank you. I, I mean, I wonder if he even found out about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking maybe her management just went, ah, let's skip this one. <laughs> um, is it true as well, the, the album Get the Money was inspired, or the, the title, sorry, was inspired by a conversation you had with Joe Walsh of the Eagles? It was. No, you, yes, you are right. You are yeah. correct indeed. Um, yeah, I was, you know, we were on the road, and I was beat up, tired from show after show and uh, you know I've seen a few shows in their home you know we were pretty much halfway through a, a a pretty you know an American tour and, and I just I, I didn't feel like I was playing great and I was kind of not having a hard time sleeping and I was feeling like crap and I called Joe and I was you know it was kind of 
having a little pity party, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I called him and I told him, I said, I don't know if I want to do this forever, Joe, you know? Maybe I don't want to do this forever, you know? Maybe maybe I don't want to do it. And he said, he said, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> you know how lucky you are to be, you know how lucky you are to be doing this. Every once in a while, you need to be reminded of stuff like that, you know? That's like, that's like that with anything in life, you know? And, you kind of like go into that sort of pity zone, you know, if you will. Especially, I mean, you know, I have the life of Riley, you know. I have, I have, I have, I have such a blessed life. So, I mean, I'm going to blow my nose really quick. Hold on. No, it's fine. <laughs> that was disgusting. That was a mighty, that yeah, was a that. mighty sneeze. I know, uh, a mighty well. <laughs> well, I have three kids. I have three kids, so there's always something, something going around the house. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I mean, I was going to say because I know that again, you said you were drained on that particular tour, so it's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, you know, Foo Fighters are obviously out of the tour cycle for the minute, but you're now hard at work promoting a new solo album. So, is it a matter of of the grind? Kind of, you get over the grind, or is it a matter of it's just a particular time and frame of mind? But you're always going to be working. I think, well, you know, I mean, I have a record. It's not really a solo record, actually. I had a lot of help from, from uh, Chris Cheney and Brent Wood. They were kind of the basic band. Being that, being those two are the basic band that are pretty much on every track. But then the other, the other folks are, uh, you know, and all the helpers, you know, Joe Walsh to Chrissy Hyde to Dave to Duff to Roger Taylor. They're all kind of guests, interlopers. <laughs> And uh, making a record on my with my friends at my house. I, I have a little guest house that I've turned into a home studio. That's a pleasure. That that there's just so low pressure involved, you know. Just really, for the most part, making it for fun. And uh, and if it turns out decent, which I think this one really did, then it's. Uh, it's just like it's it's fun, yeah. It's just fun. It really is. It's, just, it's like it's like a vacation from because Foo Fighters. Is, I mean, we all feed our kids to play with the Foo Fighters. Hmm. We have a crew of 150 or whatever. I mean, there's pressure every time we play a show. On my back, I feel like it. On Dave's back, every time we make a record, you know, Dave's trying to. Tried to reignite the whole thing a little bit. See if we could write another radio hit and an interesting record that that will fill interest people. Whenever I make a record, it's like, well, nobody really gives a shit anyway. So if I do it and it turns out good, it's great. If I do it, and however it turns out, it's just you know I've I've read reviews of my record so far, and you know. One person will say they think it's awesome, and then another person will say they think it's a total piece of shit. <laughs> so, it's, you know, reviews are like beauty in the eye of the beholder, obviously, you know. Mm. And uh, and really, at the end of the day, the record is just for fun, essentially. That's funny that you mentioned that because you did say before, you know, like with Foo Fighters, you are playing to gigantic crowds, and you know, we're not talking like fun little club nights. You guys headline basically festivals all over the world and when you're doing headline shows it's in front of what 60 to 100,000 people doing something like uh, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders is it more of like this is 
like a, you know, um, you're playing around now. Like you're actually getting to just chill out and do something. It's really straightforward. There's not a lot of pressure or, you know, deadlines to meet and all the rest of it. Is it, is that kind of the way you see it? Yeah. It's like going camping with your bros, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> a food fighter sounds like taking your whole family camping. It's going to be stressful. It better be good or else it's going to be a bummer. I'm never going to want to camp with a hundred thousand people. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, some people don't feel that pressure. Some people love it; they revel in it. And I, and I, and once, once I get up there, and once, once we're in the middle of a good one, and they're not all good. I mean, we. I feel like we're pretty. I feel as though that we're we're we, we try and make them all good, and, and we never. I don't really feel like we're the kind of band that ever has phoned anything in. Um, but they're not always. You don't always walk off stage like that was great because a musical, when you're having some sort of musical conversation up on stage, especially if there's no safety net. I mean, we're one of the one of the few bands that don't play along the backing tracks, you know, and click tracks and stuff. So how it is is what you hear, and it's a little different every night. It's a good thing. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to care a lot because if I did. Then we'd really have a problem. And I'm not saying that I don't care if I make my records and I just, it doesn't really matter. I give a shit. I care, but it's, it's sort of a selfish sort of care, you know? It's just like, I'm really only trying to, really only trying to impress myself at the end of the day. Mm. You know, but then you read reviews and you, and you ask people if they like it. You know, if people like it, you kind of have a proud feeling. And if some, some reviewer says that it stinks and you kind of want to like, you know, knock on the door and smack them upside the head. Fuck you. This is my baby. You're just making fun of, you know? Like, it's 2019, Taylor. You tweet day. them. You tweeted them like a grown up. Uh, I don't do it. I don't do it. Thank <laughs> God. I don't do it. I don't even know. I don't have one. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have a, I don't have an, I don't have an Instagram. Yeah. Do you prefer it that way? I mean, I do. I do, but I don't. You know, I don't run it. I don't. I don't know how to even do it. Mm. I feel like I'm too old for it. No, don't say that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, no. I mean, obviously, like you know, you have to do it. It's part of part of like any business now. You know, you have to have an online presence and social media and all that stuff. But I'm still sort of old school that way. I'm still sort of like I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to take a picture of what I have for lunch every day. And, Instagram it's everyone. What like, are you having like, for you lunch, know, actually? Oh, this is very important. What are you having for lunch right now? I just feel like it's not really that important what you're having <laughs> for lunch. You know, I, I, and I also feel like there's a lot of mystery missing in this world now because everyone knows what you're fucking doing all the time. Mm. And, and, I, and I long for those things. I mean, I know the world's changed. It just has. Just It's just the way it is. But, like, I do long for the, you know, we didn't we didn't know what what the police were doing every single day of their life back in 1981, you know? We knew that maybe they were on tour down in Australia or whatever, and, and maybe you got a magazine and you found out what they were doing, you yeah. know, a couple of interviews. But nowadays, you know, you can get on your favorite superstar's account, you know, see where they are, what they had for lunch, what kind of hike they went on that day, you know, what they went to that day, what, whatever, you know? 
I love it though because you you still know how to make a headline because I just like I mean you just type in Foo Fighters or Taylor Hawkins in Google and this week alone it's you were almost in Guns and Roses fuck Noel Gallagher uh, yeah, what, that, that, we ruined so Chili funny. Peppers gigs. <laughs> I know. Well, you know how it is. I mean, the Guns N' Roses thing was funny because the guy asked me, had you ever been poached or try, had, had someone ever tried to poach you from the Foo Fighters? And I said, no, no, not really. And then I remembered, and he actually got the timeline wrong. It wasn't the nothing left to lose story. It was right when I first joined the band. It was right when I first joined the band. Hmm. Literally 1997, I, I was in London on our, one of our first trips as the Foo Fighters. And I'd gotten a call from my mom back at home and said that Guns N' Roses management was looking for me to see if I would be interested in trying out for the for Guns N' Roses. Who knows if it was even Axel? You know what I mean? And that was at that point where Axel was still putting together sort of a, a trippy version of the Guns N' Roses. I'm, I'm really glad that he had stuff and, and flashback. I think that's, and me and my wife went and saw them last year. They were, it was really fun. And, um, yeah. But, it, of course, the headline says, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters refuses to join Guns N' Roses. It wasn't really like that. I never really got asked. Yeah. But I did get an inquiry. I did get an inquiry for a tryout. But, you know, it's clickbait, you know? Totally. With um with the, the the climate right now, like you mentioned, Guns N' Roses are back together. Rage Against the Machine just announced they're back together. Is there like a resurgence of rock oh, it's that seems to be happening? Well, old rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think I'm really glad that Rage is getting back together because it's at a good time, definitely politically in America, but also because I'm. You can be another one. It's, I love, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm really close with Brad, the drummer, um, and, and and he's a good friend. He and actually performed with you guys when you were in Australia, I, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he yeah. did, actually, because he was on tour with Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. But he's a good friend, and, uh, you know, I've always said that having Rage Against the Machine sitting in the garage, like having, you know, the, the best Lamborghini in the world is sitting in the garage. It's like, you got to go out drive that thing every once in a while and I I just found out again about the Rage reunion last week and I texted him I go is it true are you guys getting back together he said yep sure is and I just went oh dude so happy yeah so happy you know I'm telling you they're one of the greatest live bands I've ever seen in my life yeah and you know (laughs) no this is this is podcast gold that podcast is not gold. <laughs> <laughs> Literally gold. Uh, uh, and I was just so happy to hear that they're getting back together. I don't know if it's a resurgence of rock, but I think if you have a, a back catalog and you're a good live band, then you're in good business right now. You know, I mean, Guns N' Roses can go play forever now, you know. Uh, Liam Gallagher can go out and play Oasis songs forever and do great and Rage Against the Machine can get back together so many people put you know this thing about our integrity but like why isn't it okay if you're a good band to just go play even if you don't have any new hits it's still thrilling and entertaining I mean until it just gets really bad you know but (laughs) 
I think there's a way of maintaining it. I mean, I look at the Stones now, they're still fucking great. I mean, if the Stones were playing in L.A. tonight, I would be there. Yeah. I would fucking be there. Because Mick Taggart's still got the energy. Charlie Watts still has the backbeat. And Keith, Keith Richards is still up there hitting those chords. And, and Roddy Wood's still sitting there playing the Chuck Berry licks. And, and it's still great. You have that Still same great, mindset with you know? Foo Fighters, don't you? Like, I know you said before, like, you don't see you guys ever retiring until it gets to a point where you guys physically can't anymore. I don't know when that point's going to come because, you know, obviously our music includes, like, it, it takes a, a bit of physicality on everyone's part, Dave's included, you know what I mean? Will he be able to scream monkey wrench when he's 65 years old? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know, but... Maybe we'll kind of like do the acoustic tour from there on out. <laughs> Remember the acoustic tour? Dave had a throne for when he had the broken leg. Maybe you can all be in a, in a wheelchair and keep playing, as long as you're still playing. Uh, you know, we won't quit. I don't really see us quit. You know, we're not going to break up from a row. I don't know that ever. You know, uh, the only thing that would, that would break us up is if, if Dave just decided one day, like, I just wouldn't want to be this anymore. I know you guys are celebrating your 25th anniversary next year, and there's talk of a new album. Do we know how yeah. far along that is? Like, do you guys have a release date in mind? No. No, it's so far off from that still. We're just sort of in the sort of planning fetal stages. I, I can't really divulge too much, and I don't really know too much because they don't really tell me that much. I got the biggest mouth in the band, <laughs> as you can see from all those stupid headlines that yeah. you're reading. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to make another so, stupid uh, headline right now, like Foo Fighters out 1st of January. Uh, I don't really have any of this. <laughs> I, 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 I know we're going to be busy next year. Yeah. So, you'll be seeing us. You'll yeah. be seeing us. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for coming by, man. I really appreciate it. Go back to your date or go to bed, either my one. Pleasure. But I really appreciate it, dude. And, um, yeah, we hope to see you back in Australia soon. I'm going to keep blowing my nose. <laughs> Sorry for the gold. Now nah, I can make an episode out of this. It's going to work great. Thank you so much, Taylor, man. Appreciate yeah. it again. Awesome, bro. Thank you to Taylor for joining the show, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Green Room with Neil Griffiths. Uh, if you like what you hear, check out the Handshake Media Network on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud, and check out some of the other shows, including Matter of Faction and Two Truths and a Lie, which actually this week is joined by Creed Bratton, as in Creed Bratton from The Office. Yeah, that creed. So check that out on uh, Handshake Media Network and uh, we'll see you all next.